The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Avengers Endgame, where we discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this mega, mega, mega movie. Joining me today on the panel are Andrew Hermes. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Dom. How's it going? Very good. And Mike Denz. Hello, Mike. Dom, I love you 3,000. <laughs> well i was gonna start with avengers assemble <laughs> podcasters assemble yeah. uh, so before we get into this i want to remind folks who are listening to write a review if you could write a review of the podcast at apple podcast or at whatever directory you get your podcast from and uh, share the podcast with your friends help us grow the community of listeners we have such a great community of folks who are listening in sh- to these podcasts joining in the community it only gets better when there are more of you and it helps us continue the podcast. If the, if the, if the audience grows, we do more of these. And so that's just, it's just a, a one-to-one on that. So if you could, we greatly appreciate that. So uh, just to take a step back and look, if you're, if you're thinking, haven't you guys talked about Avengers Endgame already? Yes, we did. We did a year ago when it came out, uh, Father Chip Hines and I did a, a coffee and cinema uh, of this movie as we came out. Uh, of the mega movie that we watched and we talked about our first impressions but it's such a huge movie there was no way we could possibly contain all all the possible thoughts about it so we're back we've had some time to digest we'll do that now (laughs) Uh, so it's been 10 years 23 movies 50 total hours of film which is good because that's how long this movie was or at least it seemed like it at times (laughs) it was actually three hours runtime. Uh, and it was all in the service of a of a single, almost a single story. Fifty hours of film. That's that's like a whole TV series, like an entire five season TV series these days. Uh, just an incredible achievement. It just just on its own in filmmaking, I don't think has anything ever like this. Anything like this ever been done before? Do you, do you guys know? No. <laughs> I mean, not no. I mean, you could you look at the Star Wars and. Right. You know, the the huge, but it's not all one. There's so many different storylines there. But this is this, this group of right people that had their own little movies and their adventure movies. And and the funny thing was, is like you said, 50 hours. I don't think one hour of that was was bad. It wasn't uh, like, oh, that, that was not good. Dark World, but I will fight you on that one. But that's not the movie we're talking about today. <laughs> that's, yeah. well, that, that's another entertaining podcast. That we'll have. Uh, oh, yeah. there, there, some are better than others. Let's put it that way. Yes, yes. Uh, yes but yes, but, but uh, they, they hit, hit them out of the park more than not. Yeah. So let's talk about this movie. Uh, I mean, the other ones will come into it as we go. Uh, and we, we certainly can't cover every single bit of this movie in one in one episode of the podcast. So we'll do our best to cover as uh, the high points as we can, but just the movie itself, it's three hours long. And as I watched it again, I, I kind of got the idea. I realized each hour is a set is one act. It's, it's basically a movie in three movements. You have the first act, gather the survivors, the second act, gather the stones, the third act, defeat Thanos. 
and then you can have like some people might might say, oh, there's a fourth act of the post battle, but really that's more of just the coda. It's the wrap up, you know. The as far as, yeah, yeah. It, it's an epilogue, but it's it's these three big movements in this in this story, um, and I, I've heard some people say that first part went on too long. What do you think? Did the first part of Gather the Survivors did that get you know get the the gang back together again? Was that too much, given that we just had Infinity War, you know, the year before? What do you think? When, when did it end? Like, are you talking about, like, into the five years and they and they got everybody back together? Right. You're not just talking about when they killed Thanos. Spoiler no, no, no. Alert. Like, everything all the way up to uh, when uh, they get they get the plan to do to time travel. Like, everything mm-hmm. up to that. No, I'm one of the I'm I'm a person who likes the build up. I don't like getting right into it. Like an example would be um, the last Star Wars movie. Uh, it's it's uh, the latest example of a we're just going to get right into the action. You know, the right. last the uh, uh, Return of Skywalker was just boom, uh, as opposed to um, a Jaws movie or the yeah. first Hulk first Hulk movie. You don't see Hulk for a long time. I like the build up. I like the anticipation. Right. So actually, when they first got to Thanos's planet so fast when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is, this is going too quick. But then I realized what they were <laughs> yeah. doing. I actually made a joke when they faded out. I'm like, well, that was a short movie, but <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. that was just the, the epilogue. You know, it was just a prelogue or whatever. You know? Right. So, uh, you know, I, I liked it. Okay. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it was actually, it was very necessary because you had such a shocking and devastating ending in infinity war. You needed to have time to, show the devastation, you know, the, right. yeah, I mean, a, a, a big portion of that first hour is, is showing everyone just like reeling from the, the ramifications, you know, and then that, that five-year gap and then revi- and coming back to them, you know, it's showing like, okay, these are people that have lived this tragedy for a while now. Yeah. And, um, you know, showing those shots of, you know, New York that are just in desolation and, and show and you know showing how uh, each surviving member is is kind of coping and seeing where they are. I, I think you really needed that to to really let the weight of of what Thanos did at the end of Infinity War to really catch on. If 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 like you said, Mike, if it was like Rise of Skywalker and we just jumped into the action, it, it'll it'll be like those de- you wouldn't have felt those deaths at all. I mean, we we know this is a comic book movie. We know we know where this is going. We know like there's going to be a, some sort of solution. So. To 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 at least to feel the emotions of that, we have to you know let it breathe in, let it sink in. Yeah, you, a, you had Captain America reduced to leading group therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know that is a good point, by the way. Which is this movie? If there's a theme in this movie, it's that there are consequences. There are th- that we're not going to just fix everything. Like every like we, we like a lot of comic book movies, a lot of science fiction movies, whatever, uh, and especially with TV shows, like. You have all these bad things happen, but by the end of the episode or the end of the movie, we've neatly wrapped things up again and we're back where we started at the beginning. You know, every we have all of our favorites, even even those we thought were dead. They're really back now. And no, this movie shows in these two movies really shows that there are consequences that people have to live with, that there's pain, that there's suffering. And that makes sacrifice all the more. And in, and in some ways, I felt like some of the sacrifices in this movie were lessened for me. They didn't have the impact they should have because I spent my time going, 
Yeah, but like most movies, they'll be back by the end. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, and that didn't happen. And I I kind of feel a little cheated that I didn't get to feel that pain in the moment. Not like in uh, we keep compared to Star Wars, but they're both epics. Not like uh, spoilers uh, in Force Awakens when Han gets it in the gut. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt that I, that moment hard, and that made that movie what it was for me and 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 i wish i could have felt that more here but uh, it's a it's fascinating that idea this sense of consequence mm-hmm. uh one of the the, the other th- main themes is in this is you now i'm not trying to make a direct analogy but big stories mythic myth you know and this is a mythic story a big mythic story connect to certain truths certain human truths super, certain supernatural truths that just by nature because they have to because we're human beings and we have a we have the natural law written on our hearts and one of the truths that you have you have in this is the the big story here is the man of iron the man of strength who sacrifices everything sacrifices everything to defeat death and bring back those who were thought to be permanently lost to give them life again that is <laughs> If that's not a Christian message, I don't know what is. It's an Easter message. That is the story of Christ, but it's also this movie. Now, Robert Downey Jr. is not Jesus. Tony Stark isn't Jesus. He's got the beard. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the hippie beard. But but I I thought that was a an important theme in this movie was that that Christ like that Christ like image that he he has here. Uh, He's come a long way. Tony Stark has from the original Iron Man. Yes, he has. And, and you know, his uh, this movie, I mean, if, if you were to take in Infinity War, you know, that's Thanos's movie. Right. If you're going to yes. pick one leading character, that's Thanos's movie and that's his story and his arc. Um, and and again, in Endgame, I felt that, you know, even though it's more Endgame is very much a, like an ensemble, but you're seeing the end of obviously the end of Tony's story that started with the first Iron Man. And. A, a prevailing theme with him too that he mentions a lot in and and almost every uh marvel film that he's in is he's he, he seems to mention like i should be dead like i should have died right. and, and and he's referring to the first iron man film um you know when he was uh, captured in the desert um so yep. th- yeah that theme you know bleeds through here and uh you you know you see his struggle you know obviously with uh you know now his family still being alive after the, the events of infinity war, he wants to hold on to that. But, you know, as Pepper Potts mentions, like, you know, will you be able to rest knowing that you could have done, maybe done something. So, um, yeah, his, his, uh, you know, infinity war, I felt like Thor was kind of put up, um, as the, the messianic figure because, yeah. you know, he was the one in that movie, just trying, doing everything he could and sacrificing his life to, you know, build that, you know, build Stormbreaker and, and face Thanos, you know, face to face, because you know Thor, literally, I mean, um, he's called you know the God Man, you know, literally, right. and 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 uh, and but uh, you know he fails, and then Tony picks up that mantle in this in this film, and and ultimately, you know, uh, makes that sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, Tony's motivation it, it, throughout all of the movies so far, you know, it has been, I've got to say, I've got to put a suit of armor around the world after, especially after what he sees in. Uh, Avengers, the first Avengers, uh, and and the threat that were that the world is under. Yeah, and Ultron. Yeah. Yes, and he wants to put a suit of armor around the world, and that becomes his motivation until this movie, 
where now he has something more personal. It's save his child or save the world or do both. And that that's that's really what motivates Tony. At first, he thinks it's one or the other. It's if if he saves the world, he has to give he has to change time and give up his child. But then he gets then he realizes, no, I can have both. And frankly, I give her a better world if I save it. And that's really big deal, I think, in this. this the father figure uh, of in several cases, fatherhood is a big theme in this. And and he puts himself last, as you're saying, you know, like for his daughter and everyone else in the final reconciliation scene between him and Captain America, where he shows up and you know, I figured it out and here's your shield back. And he says, you know, I we're, we're going to reverse everyone, bring everyone back. We're not going to touch the last five years. Right. We're going to leave that alone. And if I could live through this. Right. You know, and, and it's like the last one, which, you know. Like if we could throw that in, but that's not going to happen. But it wasn't really a, a deal breaker for him. Yes. Like if I could, but the other two have to happen. Yeah. I remember I was, I watched Ultron last week actually. And uh, you know, in preparation and there's that scene at the beginning where uh, Scarlet Witch and her brother uh, Quicksilver, they, they give Tony this vision of his ultimate fears and in his ultimate, he basically comes out and says, my biggest fear is that I would be alive and everyone else would be dead. Like he, the, if he, the one thing he didn't want was for him to be alive and everyone else to be dead. He would rather be the one who is dead and everyone else live. And, and talk about that's, that's four years before that movie came out. You know, there were, that was a deep cut. They were, that they laid the groundwork for this, this sacrifice probably back in 2008 and never mind in uh, 2015. So, uh, yeah, big, big message in this, you know, that self-sacrifice, um, his death was inevitable, both as a, a move to selflessness and as an end to the chapter that he started, uh, uh, his death was earned after granting him the perfect retirement life. He got, he earned that life of retirement, that, the, that beautiful cottage by the lake with his wife and his daughter, you know, he earned that he had that. And then he went back like, I, okay, I got, I got this, this much, but the world want, needs, needs to take, take this in, you know, because I need to, I need to sacrifice this. So uh big deal. Yeah. yeah and, and, and for the whole time in his story, he was trying to redeem himself because he was the warmonger sold all these weapons and everything. And he yeah. had to, you know, re- give, give, he wasn't, he had anything to sacrifice. He was really trying to make up for what he had done. But now, as you said, with what he had gained with his wife and his daughter, and now he had something to lose. Now right. he really, you know, had become something, you know, uh, worthwhile with his life. Now this was a real sacrifice. And, and let's not forget the other father figure moment in, his, in, in Tony Stark's life, which is the loss of Spider-Man, of Peter Parker. I mean, he, he had created a real foster father relationship with him. He'd taken him under his wing and he felt that loss keenly. And I think, you know, like a, a, a parent pulled in between two different children, you know, that, that uh, what I, I've got to take something away from his, he had to take his something away from his daughter, which is him being there for her in order to save the other one who is like his own son. And there's that, that tug of war in him, uh, which it's the movement of love. I mean, that, that love is what saved it. Uh, so 
fascinating. Yeah, culminated with that final hug. Yeah. Where Spider-Man goes, yeah. oh, this is nice. This is nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that was so cute and sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're doing this now. <laughs> Which was going back to uh, Spider-Man the, when when he thought Tony was giving him a hug goodbye. And he was just opening the door for yeah, him. Opening the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that was that was good but it is it is the hero's journey or as as tony says the hero's gig part of the journey is coming Mm -hmm. to the end and that's what he does he comes he goes on the hero's journey um i want to come back to to the ending of the movie in a bit but uh let's i want to cover some other things uh how about that opening that first scene takes us back to the moments before just before the snap where we see hawkeye um i can never remember their real names but uh uh clint Clint. Yeah. So Hawkeye is with his family, uh, you know, his daughter, his sons, they're on the farm. He's got the uh, the ankle bracelet because he's, you know, uh, because of the Avengers run lockdown after uh, Sokovia. And uh, in that moment, it's this beautiful pastoral familial moment. And he turns around and we see the dust in the air, the ashes floating away from his daughter, you know, and and. And he's calling for them. And it's such a heart-wrenching moment because we know what happened and he doesn't yet. And you know, you feel that pain again. And it's a brilliant filmmaking move because it brings us right back to the end of Infinity War without having to show us that scene again. They show us the same thing, but from a different point of view. And also answers a question, what happened to Hawkeye? Everyone, you know, he yeah. was the one adventure not there. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, 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 Infinity War. So what, what happened to him? And so it like answered that question right away and yes. brought us right back into that emotional moment. Yeah. And also uh, was the perfect, you know, origin story for him becoming Ronin because, yeah. you know, your whole family disappearing, you know, before you, I mean, and, and knowing what this guy's capable of, that's, that's a motivating factor to, to just, you know, be on a path of, you know, just death and destruction, you know, as, as Ronin. So, uh, it was a yeah, like you said, it was a brilliant cold open. Right. You know, before even the before any of the credits came on the the opening uh, Marvel credits, I, I, this was the first Marvel film to to do that. Um, yeah. So I thought it was yeah, it was a smart uh, smart move again to like you said show what's going on with Hawkeye and 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 when you see him again as as Ronan um, in in Tokyo, you, you understand why he's doing what he's doing imagine the guilt he carried like maybe if i had been there in wakanda at the battle i could have turned the tide if just one more of us were there you know i could have saved my family and so he's, i can imagine that's the guilt he carried with him and they don't bash us over the head with that they don't have him go on this long exposition to nat you know oh if only mm. you know it's we just have to kind of pick that up as we go uh so so i, I love that that his arc through this movie uh right to uh of uh, what's the name of that planet vor vormir vormir right right where yeah. the soul stone was you know and that moment uh which we can get to in a bit because i want to talk about the different sacrifices we've got in this movie uh but i want to but first i want to talk about the death of thanos right at the beginning you you mentioned that mike that, like yeah. right up front they go and they they find thanos and they go there and they're like it's time to give us the stones back and we're like well that was quick the sh- shorter than i expected it to be that, that wrapped up nicely like that simpsons episode well that seemed to wrap up uh, faster than we usually do <laughs> that was going to be a long credit scene gee <laughs> <laughs> but it subverts our expectations our expectation is okay this movie is going to be three hours of them chasing down thanos to get the the stones back and nope right up front boom no stones, no Thanos, 
it's done. And and I'm, I remember sitting there going, well, what's the rest of the movie going to be about? <laughs> like, uh, are we getting any of these people back? I mean, they, they, they're, these people are in movies. There's a Spider-Man coming out later this summer. <laughs> How are they doing this? So uh, it, it was it, it, like, what do you think of that? That that moment, that that subversion of our expectations. It was great because, again, Infinity War being, you know, Thanos's film, you know, it, it really secured his victory. I mean, that Thanos yes. won. I mean, he won. And, and you know, the, the, the Thanos that they end up uh, defeating is, is not the same Thanos. So it's, it, it, it emphasizes, you know, his victory. Um, and it also emphasizes that they can lose. The Avengers right. can lose. You know, they've lost, like, you know, some battles here and there. But they always ultimately are victorious, um, you know, in some manner. Um, but with with this, it's like, wow, this is the losses felt even more and the, the hopelessness, you know, sinks in even more. Because like you said, it's like, oh, well, what are we doing now? <laughs> it's right. like after that happens. And and also it's it's good because it's like they were chasing Thanos through, throughout all of Infinity War. So, why you know, to do that again would have been repetitive. Yeah. Um, and, and you wouldn't have had, obviously, the, the time travel angle and, you know, getting to uh, revisit, you know, the, the older films and kind of wrap it up. I think that that helps wrap up the story, too, that we got to actually revisit, you know, a lot of the set pieces from the other films. So, right. It was a good story choice. And, and um, it was not only was it not a satisfying opening scene because they didn't get the stones, but Thanos was just a shell of himself. He he was living like, you know, I don't know, some retired hobbit, you know, picking <laughs> these things and. He was making something to eat, you know. It's just like what this guy was like a god who just would could defeat any of the Avengers, you know, easily. And now he's just sitting there. And so when Thor killed him, it was just yeah. So what, you know, yeah. little, right. too little, too late. And it, it just it, it, it if they were intending you to feel very hollow with that victory, you did. It was yes. just not not good at all. And it shows you how also how powerful the you know the to actually just wield the stones, like how powerful you have to be to survive that. And the fact that it almost killed Thanos, especially when he used it a second time, um, it, it, yeah. it, it, that, that's, that, that really shows you like, okay, yeah, if Tony Stark had to do it at the end, you knew that was going to, you know, right. that was going to kill him. So it, it made that sacrifice uh, even more, uh, um, you know, it, 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 he knew what, he, what Tony knew what he was getting into when he realized what he had to do. Of anyone, Tony is is really the most normal in in human ability. I mean, Steve Rogers is you know superhuman. Like everybody's. I mean, maybe um, Black Widow, but she wasn't at the final battle. So, but of anybody who was at the final battle, he was probably the most normal human, and yet he had to be the one to do it. Um, so at, so the light goes out of Thor's eyes. You can see it. Thor is like the audience. He's like de he dies inside at that moment. Um, and he goes off. We'll come back to Thor because you can't, you cannot miss yeah. <laughs> Fat Thor. Uh, nope. So, but I want to tell you what you mentioned: Steve Rogers leading a support group for survivors. I mean, they all go off and do something, and and it's interesting to see how they all cope with this new world they're living in. Um, and Steve, you can hear Steve telling the survivors, you know, you got to move on uh, from this. You got to, you know, you got to put this in the past and rebuild your life. But the fact is, is Steve doesn't move on. Steve, Steve stays yeah. with it, which is how we end up de defeating it. It's because he doesn't move on. Um, and then Nat is, she's obsessively running 
the 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 old Avengers, and you know, it's it, so it's very interesting to see how they each deal with it. She is not doing well in it, you know. I mean, that's that's yeah. very clear. She's suffering a lot in, in her losses. Uh, so it's it's really interesting to see how they they're kind of coping. Yeah, uh, Steve has a great line that's really symbolic of of what's happening at that moment in the movie. He's like, if we don't move on, then Thanos might as well, might as well have killed all of us. Right. And it kind of is like they did because nobody's moving on and they're all just a shell of themselves. Yeah. And then he, yeah, he also, yeah. And then he, you know, after that support group scene, he, he goes to see Nat and, um, and he admits like, yeah, I'm telling everyone else to move on, but, but we can't because right. like, we have to try, we have to figure something out. And, and because if, if we don't, then, then, you know, all those lives lost. So, you know, we're, we're for not. And, and, uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's great to see like Nat becoming, you know, adding like an emotional, like she's become like, she was like a big part of the emotional core of the film because, you know, her character, when we first meet her, she's like very cold, really not emotional at all. She's just like very textbook, you know, what's, what's the mission. But, you know, as, as we've gone to know her and, and, and as, you know, obviously we'll get to her, you know, her, uh, her tragic scene at, at Boromir. Um, it also, you know, allows us to feel that sacrifice um, a lot more because, you know, she with her devastation, you know, we're we're relating to that, like you said, and we're we're feeling that with her. And then when, uh, you know, you see the end of her character, um, it's felt uh, even greatly, more greatly. And then she has a redemption arc too, like Tony, where she was, you know, came from a not such a good background and not very proud of who she was. And then as she was talking to um, Steve, to, to Captain America, explaining how, you know, I discovered a family and, and became, you know, somebody and I'm trying to hang, she was trying to hang on to that, uh, right. you know, by keeping the Avengers going, but it, it wasn't working. And then uh, let's next talk about the most important character in all of the MCU, the linchpin on which everything depends, the rat that walked uh, yes, across yes. the dashboard of the van. <laughs> yes, if that, not that for that rat. The, that is the God moment. That is, that is where God says, uh, you know, I'm just going to have a rat walk across this, you know, and make sure that, that, uh, that everyone else can, can. Right. Because when the rat walks across the dashboard, he clearly, it, it steps on the button that brings Ant-Man back from the quantum realm. And that's what sets us forward on the ability to then save the save the universe from Thanos. So and, and you know what? There could have been a lot of rats walking all over that thing for a long time. It took five years. So yes. we'll give them that. We gotta give them that. Yeah. <laughs> it was that one rat. button. Yeah, yeah. It was that yeah, rat. I, I, yeah, I'd like to think that when when an Infinity War and Doctor Strange was looking at all the different possibilities, he was just looking for that rat. <laughs> Throughout the fourteen million possibilities, however many he was going through. He's like, okay, we gotta this okay. is the one. With that the, one's got the, the rat. In the right place. Yeah. Okay, and Tony. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to give away the stone. All right, this should work. <laughs> it is not easy being Dr. Strange. Let's just say that. No, no. So um, we we talk about, uh, we, we talked a little bit about Ant-Man um, here. Uh, he, he's got kind of a comedic uh, role here. He's, it's not, he's not, he's sort of a MacGuffin or, you know what I mean? He, he's sort of, he brings the ability to go back in time to the to them, but doesn't play a huge part. He's a lot of uh, Paul Rudd does a good job at the comedy relief, and that's that's fine. It's that's that that's a good role for him to play in this. Ant Man has never been a major superhero in in any of this anyway, so it's fine. Uh, 
Um, but although that moment when he goes back to his house after not even yeah. knowing he's been gone five years, like what happened, you know, <laughs> yeah. and seeing his daughter five years older, uh, man, that's uh, again, this is a movie that a lot of themes of fatherhood and in in their fathers and their children it just over and over again it's fascinating to me so let's uh let's talk about uh i want to come back to captain america again but not yes yet i want to talk about professor hulk very <laughs> confused if you're not a comic book fan i'm this this was confusing because i was like what's going on here this is weird to me so so andrew what's going on with professor hulk <laughs> so yeah with professor hulk um yeah it's basically like how he explains it in the film it, you know he 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 took you know the the best aspects of of Hulk and then the the best aspects of uh, you know Doctor Banner and and you know just molded them together and 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 uh, so he could uh, you know not have to fight back and forth between you know because right. we see like in Thor Ragnarok you know we ultimately you know see like he's been when he was Hulk for I think it was like two years um, he. You know, once Doctor Banner came back, he's like, "I had no control over that guy, and I, I barely right. even remember what happened." You know, the way he explained it in, in Thor and Thor Ragnarok is like, "It's like, it's like the Hulk was driving and Banner was in the trunk, you know, locked up." <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, and then when he came out of that, obviously he was having like this huge crisis and 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 all that, and and I think after those events, you know, he he ultimately, you know, decided that he can't wrestle with uh, these two, uh, you know, these two you know, whatever size of himself, uh, that, that, you know, internally anymore, uh, because it was going to destroy him. You know, he, he, right. at the end of Thor Ragnarok, he, he came to the conclusion that, you know, he wanted to come back and rejoin the team. Cause you remember he, the, the reason why he was there is because he left for the safety of the whole world, basically after right. the events of Ultron, uh, yeah. you know, he peaced out and, and, um, yeah, this was his solution. And that's it. it, it when we first see him, it's 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 one of the funniest scenes in the whole film, especially yes. the back and forth with the with Paul Rudd taking the picture with the kids and 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 them not knowing that he's Ant Man or caring that he's Ant Man. It was, it was yeah. great. And meanwhile, yeah. Captain America is sitting right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, Captain America is probably the more recognizable one. But you know, the funny thing is that we haven't seen the Hulk, you know, since he lost to Thanos in the opening of the movie. You know, before Loki was killed, right. Hulk got scared. Hulk was actually That's right, know, yeah. shamed into going into exile. And the beginning of this movie, um, Bruce still has to wear uh, the Hulk killer, or, uh, you know, the, right. the, the, that the suit. Hulk buster. Yeah. The Hulk buster, yeah. you know, to when they go and get Thanos. Uh, so we really, and, and maybe you can fill us in on this. Uh, we, when did he convince the Hulk to come back a little bit? Like when was it because Thanos was gone or, or, or what? You know, because we don't really see when Bruce did that. Yeah, he mentions in that scene in the in the diner, he said he he spent eighteen months in a in a gamma you know in a gamma thing and and whatever you would he called it I forget what he calls it but right um but yeah I think yeah I think like you said he made that decision uh, probably after the uh, um, the events uh, of Infinity War and then he was probably working on it probably started thinking about it like when they went to see Thanos the first time uh, yeah. when he got killed. And then, obviously, it took a long time for it to to actually come to fruition. Yeah. So that would be an interesting story, uh, just yeah. to, you know how how that happened. You you know eventually. I mean, uh, besides yeah. spending time uh, in the gamma and everything. So it's interesting that I've I've heard some some people say that by doing this, he actually put them at a disadvantage. That Bruce did because 
you know, the Professor Hulk, you know, the, the Bruce as half Hulk, um, was less effective in the in that final battle than he should have been uh, had he just been raging Hulk. He would have been nearly a match for Thanos. And, and in fact, that was the problem at Infinity War is Hulk was scared of Thanos and, w- and wouldn't come out. But he would have been a match, which which dramatically they had to do because, they, you know, he would have beat Thanos into the ground and that would have been the end of the movie, I suppose. But uh, but it, it sort of handicaps him. So and we see a little of that. They kind of hint at that when they go back to the time, you know, 2012 to the time of the original Avengers movie where, you know, OK, now Go pretend to be Hulk and <laughs> go down the street. Oh, oh rawr. Oh, uh, and yeah. he kind of punches the car a little bit. <laughs> that yeah. was a very funny scene. <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, I don't know how effective he would have been because he did lose to Thanos that first time. So, I mean, would a Hulk been able? I it, it, it was difficult because, you know, the Hulk is always supposed to grow stronger. The harder things become, you know, um, him and uh thor always kind of as the two strongest kind of butted heads in that first movie and stuff right it would have been interesting to see if uh in round two hulk could have taken thanos is he permanently maimed that arm oh um i think so it should regenerate i think it should regenerate or maybe yeah i don't know yeah that's a that's a good uh good question it's it's the stones so who knows could be anything yeah (laughs) that's true yeah Yeah. the the stones last for a long time Oh, that's <laughs> yes. a different. That's a different story. I'm like would Keith Richards regenerate? Is the question. Yeah. <laughs> Keith yeah, Richards since, yeah. is Thanos. <laughs> he survived go, yeah. the snap. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the nature of time travel in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I love the the fourth wall breaking that they do uh, with uh, War Machine and, and Hulk and uh, uh, was it Ant Man? Yeah. yeah, where they're talking about. So we're going to change time, right? And it's like, why? And then they go like, well, because every every Star Trek movie, every Back to the Future, like, are you citing movies hot to me for why? Hot tub time machine. He's like, so you're trying to tell me that Back to the Future was like total bogus? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so, uh, yeah, it was like the, the, our whole reference point for how we're going to save the world is what happens in movies. And so, uh, which is an uh, yeah. you know, homage to the fact that they're in yeah. a movie. Right, exactly. But I, I thought it was interesting that choice to make it a we're we're creating branching time. We're not we can't change time. We can only branch time. Uh, so it's essentially a multiverse, parallel universes. Uh, and so they they're going to change this. They're going to bring people back in this timeline by getting the stones from a different timeline and then returning them so that you don't mess up those timelines. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting. So you can't change time. You can't actually go back in time on your own time. You can only go sideways into, uh, I don't know. I hate time travel th- trying to figure it out because my brain just hurts. You don't, you don't reverse it. You just keep going forward and whatever right. the past is for you, the past is for you. It, it, it allowed things like for Nebula to kill herself. Uh, yeah. And, and a lot of other stuff that happened that you're like, well, wait a minute. Now the stone is, you know, uh, and it it, it, it worked. I, it was is great because they did point out like all the other movies kind of followed this rule. were going in a different direction, and it right. allowed them for not to repeat the same old. Okay, don't like meet yourself. That'll be bad, and be careful right. not to talk to anybody and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about that. No, Captain America got to kick his own butt. 
and yeah. admire it at the same time. <laughs> I admire it, though. Was, goes, I can I know, do this right? all day. Yeah. Yes, I know you can. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my own, I my own catchphrase Bucky's come still back alive. me. <laughs> That is America's butt, he says. Yeah. <laughs> that was There's a lot great. of good humor in this one, that's for sure. Yeah. It even allows the whole end scene. I know, you know, not to get to it too early, but of you know, yeah. Captain America going back and it doesn't affect anything. He could live his whole the end of his life out with Peggy. Right. Yeah, I thought the rules that they established were were great because they didn't spend too much time like with exposition explaining it. It was like very straightforward. It was like you know, I think a Hulk did, you know, Hulk basically explained it. He's like, it's like, yeah, your past, you know, if you travel to, you know, the, 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 the past that, that, that's that becomes, your future. That, that's your, yeah, that's your future. And then, uh, and then your normal, your present now will be your past. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're just going, yeah, it, it's one straight line. And, yes. um, and to, and to make sure that line holds, you have to put the stones back. So I thought it was great. And like, and, and like you mentioned, all those, uh, for all those other scenes to pay off, uh, all those character endings to pay off, you needed these rules uh, to be in place. So, um, right, yeah, I thought it was, uh, yeah, you could, yeah, time travel is is very like is very messy, and not a lot of <laughs> films do it right. But I thought they, they they did a great job with it. They didn't swiftly wave their hand at it. Uh, it was they they had they had to work at it, uh, but yet it didn't become all about the gimmick of the time travel. That wasn't right. the solution uh, in in that sense. The time travel itself they had to do more than just travel in time yeah like when war machine is like why don't we just go back and find baby thanos and yeah, hold? <laughs> yeah oh that's, god that's dude <laughs> dark man that's real dark <laughs> so um let's talk about Do- dr strange's big gamble i mean this is the biggest of all he basically gave he it from from in the end of infinity war he gave thanos the the key to kill, uh, he gambled. He gambled half of the universe's lives, trillions of people's lives, on the slimmest of chances, because he th- he said the other the other option was no chance. Basically, from his point of view, this is he saw all the possibilities, and this was the one. And yet, he knew it all came down to Tony had to be willing to to, to kill him to sacrifice himself. He knew that from the beginning, right? It's pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah, he saw that. And obviously he saw that trying to hang on to the stone was futile. Right. Because none of those ever worked out. So obviously Thanos always got the stone anyway. Yes. Yeah. And and this is the end game. I mean, it's the title of the film. He knew this was uh, the only chance humanity had uh, to win. And, um, and, and, and again, when, when he, when he's, when he sees Tony uh, later on in the film, he's like, yeah, if I tell you what was supposed to happen, it might not happen. You know, so right. He was still because, banking on on Tony making that decision, and he, you know, without having to, you know, reveal it to him. And right at the end, there's that moment between Doctor Strange and and Iron Man, uh, where Doctor Strange he, he puts his finger up. It just says yeah. like w- like one. This yeah. is the one chance. And Tony knew exactly what he meant. Like the yeah. one chance we have is me willing to 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 make the sacrifice. And and that was that was it. That you know he he he's a superhero. And that's what, it, by definition, he made the sacrifice. Talk about a ch- how chilling that was. I mean, being in the theater and that's, seeing that scene for the first time, you know, it was, if you remember, it, like when he puts that finger up, it's the, the music kind of settles and it's like just one faint violin string, you know, the tension right. just, just building up. It was, it, it, it gave me goosebumps. I mean, and obviously yeah. everything that happened after that and 
uh, it was like, yeah, I know we'll get into the, the last, you know, like the final battle and, and the aftermath, but that was just brilliant, brilliant filmmaking from the, the score and, and, and who was the composer? That up. The uh, Alan Silvestri, I believe. I think he's, okay. he's, yeah, he composed all the uh, Avenger films. Oh, it was, it was really well done. I mean, the yeah. music really helped a lot. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, yes, it is the Alan Silvestri, by the way. Uh, I want. I want to. Okay, let's let's talk about uh, everyone's favorite, uh, <laughs> Fat Thor. Yes. <laughs> what a, jour- a journey that Thor goes on. He, he essentially has become the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Quite literally, especially with the beer when he's back in the the headquarters and he's walking. I'm like, yeah. oh gosh, that's totally. He's got the sunglasses, yeah. the bathrobe. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that wasn't even that was that, on yeah. purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tony <laughs> calls him that at one point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a Lebowski. Uh, and and it's interesting. I mean, it's that is here. You have the God of Thunder. You know, the 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 King of Asgard. Now, now that Odin's gone, uh, he's he he has fallen apart. He has he he no longer has Mjolnir. Uh, you know, his symbol of literally his right hand, you know, his symbol of his power, uh, everything has fallen apart for him. And he is, he's now menacing the preteens in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> master. Which was so awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm coming to your basement, you little tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, am the and, god and, of thunder, <laughs> and and it really is wrapped uh, like he puts it beautifully when he's explaining where the ether came from, and then he goes into a little story about oh, there's Jane, we used to date, and yeah. all these yes. different things, and and then he realizes that's all falling apart, and he's you know realizing where he's <laughs> at, uh, and and the the best thing for all us guys who don't have a physique uh, like. Um, uh, the actor who's Chris Hemsworth. It was do. kind of like now we're going to show him with his shirt off with a big pot belly and boobs. I mean, he's just he's nothing like yeah. himself. And it's like finally, you know, no more gratuitous. You know, we're going to show him with his shirt off. Now it's look at the pot belly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. And they committed. They committed that he was like that till the end of the film. I mean, yeah. till the very yeah. end. So <laughs> was, uh, that was great. And yeah. The marketing too for the film was great because they did not reveal that at all. If you remember all the trailers, they did show Thor and all those scenes, but it was normal, uh, you know, physique Chris Hemsworth, you know, that yeah. they plugged that they, you know, CGI'd was, in just for the trailers. Was it CGI'd <laughs> in? I mean, or did they just pick shots that were either before they killed Thanos in the beginning? And maybe like shoulder shoulder up headshots. No, they showed there were there were plenty of scenes in the trailers uh, where they um, oh. where they showed full body Thor and and uh, when he was supposed to be fat, you know. And, oh, and funny. The, yeah. So yeah, I was CGI. Yeah, I watched a little. Uh, I've seen a few behind the scenes things about the trailers, and, and they showed how they did that. <laughs> or, or maybe the the pop belly was CGI, and they just showed him without. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a. Uh, uh, that was, was actually suit. no. He wore it. He was a. It was a prosthetic. Yeah. Okay, that was a prosthetic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. very well done prosthetic. Then yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. I, I here, okay. The truth can be told. I was the model for the prosthetic <laughs> for Chris Hemsworth. That's right. Chris, I was Chris the stunt double. I was uh, Chris Hemsworth stunt double. <laughs> Took a lot of training. Yeah, yeah. We 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 sacrificed a lot, but you know, for the cause. I, I was to, happy to see Taika Waititi's character, uh, the Rock guy, there again. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I just he's, love he's that character. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, we'll get, yeah, getting back to to Fat Thor. Um, yeah, 
and 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 the whole idea behind it um i think you know thor more than anyone is is like the character that always needs to be fed like this this humble pie you know it's yes. like it's like yep you know you're the god of thunder but you know like in in ragnarok like you know but your sister's more powerful than you and there's nothing right. you can do about it and we're gonna pluck your eye out and oh and oh yeah and, and asgard's gonna get destroyed and then and then you know loki's you, you lose your father then you lose your brother and then you lose yeah. half of the asgardian population it's like he's 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 like all this is like weighing on him and 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 ultimately it's 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 also teaching him that you know as much as as powerful as he is you know he is not like the ultimate god you know he is you know, might be a god, but he's not. You know, he's the not god. that all powerful building. To, yeah. To quote Steve Rogers, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's yeah. only one god. He's not. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, so, uh, and then also, it 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 shows like obviously one of the best scenes of the film when when Steve Rogers is also worthy of the hammer, and he's yes, like, I, I was going to mention that. Yeah, 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 exactly. I know we'll get to that, but it's it, it also it, it pays that off too. It's like you know he doesn't have to do it alone like in infinity war he thought he was the only one that could take Thanos on and in this one it's like he needed the whole team and he, he needed uh um he, need, he needed everyone to play that part what's he say at the end to uh Val- the Val- uh, valkyrie um I, I have to be who i am not who who others want me to be something along those lines yeah, like i have like to that, stop yeah. being this image of who thor is and just be who i am and that's why you're going to be king Queen of Asgard, King of Asgard, whatever you want to call it, and yeah. I'm going off with the uh, the uh, Asgardians of the galaxy, <laughs> <laughs> which was a fun scene. I like that. Uh, the I'm in charge. Of course you're in. Ch- of course you're in charge. <laughs> of course you are. So condescending. <laughs> Everybody knows who's in charge. <laughs> I love Thor. I, I mean, just when they, and finally when they paired him up with the with the director like Taika Waititi and Ragnarok, it just it was perfect. It really was. Uh, so uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about the absence of Captain Marvel. Uh, so the movie, the, the movie Captain Marvel was filmed after this. In fact, this was uh, Captain Marvel's first scenes. Was it were in this movie, not in, filmed? You were in this movie, not in, although it came out a month before Endgame. Uh, but she is so powerful again. Uh, you ha- you had to make her absent for most of the movie for most of the action or she would just she's just overpowered for Thanos um i think that's uh, but yeah she shows up and this she has she she takes down the ship um so she comes at a key moment uh so she has she gets to show her power but she's not the solution which i thought was interesting it has to be the normal guy tony yes and 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 i thought they they handled it well like the the you know why she was missing for most of the film was a good reason it's like there are other planets out there that that need help and and her being one of the you know only cosmic you know beings and and how powerful she is you know she she kind of makes up all the power of the avengers combined almost so she, she can go out there and and help help out uh in other uh, at, in, at other planets so uh it was a good um you know it, it didn't just seem like an excuse like it was actually like it made sense you know and but, and she obviously came in at the right time. To me, she she seemed like the the cheat character or the the godlike character in, in video games. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna have, be, have, be the you know, one of the first games that I ever played a while back is the original Star Wars uh, Battlegrounds, 
And one of the cheats mm. that you could discover was a uh, killer Ewok. If you, type, <laughs> if you type in Simon Says, you get a killer Ewok with, he has his own shield, he can blow up buildings easily. It's no, you know, and that's what she reminded me of. Like, well, we can't have her there or we don't need yeah. anybody else. You know? right. So, and, and you, like you said, it wasn't just, it, it was a good reason, you know, and she said, and these other planets don't have you guys. Yes. Yeah. So you guys take care of Earth and I got to go other places. Uh, we also have in this movie, we have the redemption of Nebula. You know, a character, she's such a minor character. And in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, you know, she's just she's just a, a sidekick bad guy almost. She's not even really all that important. And the volume two, she she kind of gets into her own a little bit. But here she she really becomes a hero. She steps up and something in her changes. And whether it's the sacrifice of her sister in Infinity War um, or seeing the Guardians up close and. And spending that time with Tony Stark playing uh, oh, tabletop football, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was, was awesome. Like, that was that was so great. Those, the, he was the only one who could have a funny scene with, with Nebula. Nebula. Yes, you know, and <laughs> and and Nebula is played by such a beautiful actress that you would never know unless you told who she is from right. Doctor Who. Uh, is is amazing, and she does a great job. You know, always she talking does. in the Batman voice and everything. You know, she's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, her yeah. story arc is, is, is it, yeah, it's she's come a long way, you know, like you mentioned. And, uh, you know, her being, you know, the other daughter of, of Thanos, um, it, it it was great to, to see, like, get her perspective, her being one of the, you know, I, I would say one of her, one of the main characters of, of Endgame. And, yes. uh, you know, Gamora was more of the highlight in Infinity War. And then we saw, you know, obviously her tragic end. And then, but we do get a new Gamora in this one. Um, but, uh, but yes, uh, the way they handle Nebula's character, um, and how she's grown, um, is just another example of, you know, again, the 23 films, you know, all together and all the different storylines and character developments. It's like, you can't right. get that. You, 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 you really can't, can't have that. Film. And it, that's what makes this, yeah. this film so unique. It's this film. I, I like to call it just one big payoff. Like right. it just pays everything off. Like so beautifully, so right. perfectly. And, and there's nothing like it. I thought both films did a really good job of an ensemble cast where it yes. wasn't just like, we're just going to have somebody show up and their theme will play and we'll have them do some amazing CGI effects or something. And then we're going to move on to the next group. It wasn't, I, that's what I was expecting when I first saw um, infinity war. And I'm like, wow, as depressing as this movie is, <laughs> it was really well done. I've seen so many huge ensemble casts uh, where they tried to do it, you know, and, and most recently, you know, the, uh, the um, Justice League, you know, it just, it's hard to do and it's often badly done. Yeah. Uh, and they did a, a, a really great job. I, I just have a question. What did you guys think of uh, how they used her to inform Thanos of what was going on with her, you know, with her yeah. basically uploading all of her thoughts were uploaded into one server or something and, and they could be on the same network, her. essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The net, one network. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think, uh, Andrew? For I'll let you go first. Uh, I mean, I th I mean, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I mean, I didn't I didn't I didn't think like it was, uh, you know, I don't think it was one of those things where it was like, oh, that's a little too convenient. Like, I, I, <laughs> maybe at first I did, but you know, it kind of made sense. And and it, you know, is this is this like one of those parts of the film? And and you know, a lot of the a lot of, a lot of these type of events happened. You know, <laughs> especially in Infinity War, leading up to this, where it's like. Man, we can we cannot catch a break. Like it seems like, you know, Thanos, you know, is 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 
is always like one step ahead of the you know the curb and and uh, even even on accident like he this this kind of just fell into his lap you know this, right. this whole network issue um yeah like he was inevitable like he said yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah you know what yeah. it's like man will, will they ever like and it's like and and she was just about to you know jump back it was like three two one and then her you know her 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 thing uh you know, her, her, yeah, Squidward started. accessed her network. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was like, damn, like the timing of it. Yeah. You know, it's like cinematic in that way where it's like at the very last moment, you know, that kind of happened. Sure. Um, but I thought, I thought that was an interesting way to, to handle that. It didn't bother me. I, I, I thought it was just like, oh, they, they counted for everything and they didn't account for that. They just, nobody yeah. maybe even knew that that was possible. Right. And it was, it was kind of like, ah, oh, now, now this is going to be a problem. And so right. it didn't feel like a device to me. It felt like, a, you know, like, you know, they will put our heroes in a tree and throw rocks at them. This is what they were doing. And like, oh, no, now now this is going to be even harder. It was hard enough. What, what did you think, Tom? I thought at the time that it was a little it was like a little convenient, but it, it was like, like you said, it was necessary because you had to get Thanos at the final battle. They can't just have them gather the stones, go back to 2019 and or actually 2023 whatever it is they're supposed to be and, and snap your yeah. fingers and be, and be fixed. They just, you just couldn't do that. You had to have them fight Thanos. And the only way to do that since he's dead at the beginning of this movie is to, <laughs> is to find another Thanos. And so I think that, I think it's a neat solution to that problem. I, I which is uh, just like they went back and found the stones in the past. They also found their enemy as well. And he came with the stones, the stones and Thanos are in, are in, in undeniably connected in in the story it also emphasizes how messed up thanos was to to make her daughter into a, a, you know a machine like that it's like yeah you know like obviously gamora's not hooked up to any network you know so it, it just again shows like how you know how she was treated and 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 how like she just was made to be a machine and 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 she didn't want to be that anymore yeah i did, i thought that it was it was a a device of we're going to make this even harder because it could have been just how hard is it going to be for them to get back, have Thor or have the Hulk snap his fingers and is this going to work? But not, we're not going to just do that. We're going to have Thanos show up in his ship and bomb the crap out of the, you know, the base. And then, and, and this is going to get a lot harder than it was supposed to be. So for me, it was, I didn't, it, it was just, I, I was, I was buying into it. I wasn't, right. I didn't remove myself from the fantasy of the movie and go, Oh, wait a minute. Come on. I was I was in there. I was in the whole way. Let's talk about that final battle. And the the big thing I want to talk about is that moment when Captain America picks up Mjolnir and and wields it for the first time. And like that, there was that moment in Age of Ultron when they were all sitting around at the party. You know, everyone's trying to pick up Mjolnir, and and and, and Thor is all smug about it, like no one is worthy, until he sees Steve grabs it and it. And it moves just the tiniest bit and yeah. he gets that worried look on his face, which I just thought was <laughs> awesome. And, he, yep. and, and it was just the subtlest worried look that no one else would notice. And then, oh, yeah, hey, you know, it's all right. <laughs> and, and this is the moment where, with, like you said, Thor gets to say, I knew it. I knew he was worthy. He could, he could wield it. And, and my, my daughter, before she saw that, uh, I, I was telling the guys before uh, we started this podcast that my, my daughter is a lifelong diehard uh, MCU fan. And um, she believes that Steve was moving it and then saw Thor like worried and decided, I'm not going to do this to him. 
and yeah. just didn't pick it up because it would have just been too embarrassing. And that's just the kind of guy Steve is. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that theory floated around. Yeah, that, yeah. that is that, that would I, be interesting if that that was the case. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Just that Steve is, is humble enough that he wouldn't have just picked it up and swung it around. And then uh, there was the no, I get the big one. You take this one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they swab him back. Uh, yeah, that was great. And I love the fact that they put they put the hammer back. They give it back to the Thor they took it from because they know how much it means to him. Like when Thor. Fat Thor takes it from Asgard. I can imagine the Thor from that Asgard is going, hey, where'd that go? Where's yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, he really, yeah. That, that timeline is going to be different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully he got it back just then when he, the moment that it left. But uh, yes. Um, then, well, uh, he did, yeah. But yeah, Steve Steve did take the hammer with him. You're right. Yes, yeah. So he, he brought oh, it back. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. He so he probably gave it back gave it back to him. <laughs> but talk about, I mean, that, that scene in particular, uh, you know, it it kicked off the in my in my opinion and for me the greatest cinematic experience of my life. Like <laughs> yeah. being in a theater, you know, when 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 he when he gets that hammer because you know everyone's anticipating that that hammer is just going to go into Thor's hands and then it waves past him and then it goes into Steve's. Then right. the roar of the crowd, yeah, was, yeah, our crowd, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was yeah. 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 From then until the you know. To the to the snap, the Tony snap. It was the the best cinematic experience of my life. Right. It in some ways it's like it reminds me of that scene in in uh, Force Awakens when it's Kylo Ren trying to pull Anakin Skywalker to him, and yeah. instead it goes past him to Ray. I mean that was Ray, a similar yeah. thing, you know. Was, yeah, that's not not quite. We we didn't build up twenty three movies to that, but you know <laughs> it was still a good experience. But yeah, yeah I, I know yeah. what you say like that that moment like. Steve is the hero. I mean, what he went through in Civil War and in Winter Soldier and, you know, and all the the junk that he went through and, and including in this these two movies. This is his moment. Uh, this is, you know, he he you would you would have thought that if anyone is going to be the self-sacrificing hero it would be Captain America. But it, but in this case, it's Iron Man. But he gets his moment here, too. And that's this, this one here. Um what before we get to the after the battle stuff? Anything else about the battle itself you want to uh, highlight? Uh, obviously, I mean the when when the the ones who were brought back came uh, yes. through the portals. Yes, that was um, a big moment. That was, the, I mean, that's part of that cinematic. You know, if you thought uh, Steve getting the hammer was good, mm-hmm. wait till you see this, and all of a sudden, all of these. I mean, you, you you almost forgot. You almost were like, you know, so into what was happening. You, we're missing a bunch of people that are back. Right. Um, and, you know, and they revealed them all just well. First it was um, the Black Panther, Black Panther and, then, yeah. and, then, and, and then you get um, some other people and, and uh, Falcon, Spider-Man yeah. swings in and, and yeah, it's Falcon and, and Bucky's back and everything. And it was that that was and the music was going right. nuts. That that was a great cinematic <laughs> moment, well, too, because that, there was a lot of cheering going on in the theater. At that yes. <laughs> and then there was. Is that everyone? What you want more? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Which is a great again, it's sort of a wall, a fourth wall breaking to the audience. Like, uh, this is everybody. This is that <laughs> you couldn't possibly get more. <laughs> but who we didn't get, we didn't get uh, Vision because of the stone. This, I mean, the, the, because this the stone got pulled from him. Um, who else don't we? we who else is not bad? Natasha. Uh, um, Natasha, I mean, obviously. Natasha. She's, yep. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we'll talk, we I want to talk about her in a second. Yeah, we don't have the and we don't have the uh, OG Gamora. Right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. interesting. So the, that actually, yeah, that moment when they come back, when they all come through. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great moments in that battle, but it's it's a lot of battle. So you know, quips and you know tur- turns and things like that. Uh, we have Tony snap. Uh, let's talk about. I, I want to go back and talk about some of the sacrifices in, in addition. So let's talk about uh, Vormir, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and that moment with the Red Skull. With like just like Thanos and Gamora, that there has to be a sacrifice, and they kind of go back and forth. Like no no it's it needs to be me no no I need to be the one and they they fight over it in fact that that was a greatly done scene by those two actors uh the back and forth and the pain on their faces and 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 literally trying to fight each other to get over the cliff first right um so the 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 their friendship it was really nice that you had those two together and their friendship ending that way. Um, and really, you know, it, it happened, you know, when everyone thinks about it, he had a family to go back to. She was, she needed this. She needed to, you know, give herself like this. And so it was, it, it was a it redemption. Was satisfying in that sense. Yeah. yeah. It was a redemption for her. She didn't have a family to go back to like he did. I mean, she yeah. might've had Bruce, you know, I suppose that sort of thing, but, um, there was hints of that in, in other, uh, movies, but yeah, she knew that if they were successful, Clint's family would be would be there waiting for him. Uh so yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a great that was a great scene. Yeah. And it was and and yeah and and her her death was was felt, you know, it was it was a good like um you know, kick in the the face, you know, at, at that portion of the film because everyone right. like gets back and they're they're everyone's like so like oh, okay, we got the stones and and we're going to do this and then she's not there and and then, uh, you know, after Hulk snaps, you know, he, he, he admits like he tried to bring her back, uh, right. but he couldn't. And um, yeah, it's uh, and then obviously, you know, going going into the film, everyone was having their predictions of like who's going to die and who's not. And, yep. you know, uh, I don't think a lot of people thought she would die because her movie had been announced at, the, at that time. And it right. wasn't like known if it was going to be a prequel or I don't think it was known if it was going to be a prequel uh, by that time. So um, it was. Uh, yeah, it was shocking, and 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 the scene itself, like you said, it was greatly done because you, until that very last moment, you didn't know who was going to do it. Right, <laughs> the, you didn't know was, who would yeah. come out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. And, yeah, and it could have been either. Yeah, uh, so that was a, that was a good moment. Um, so after after the battle, do you want to go to the after the battle? I think because uh, I'm not sure that much more needs to be said about the the exact snap. I mean, unless there is something you need to get from Tony's snap is there more to that we need to talk about um as i mean as far as like the leading up to the snap or the snap itself yeah i mean just like yeah, yeah leading up to it and the snap itself is there anything you, you want to say about that I, I would just yeah i would just say um you know right right before tony you know does what he has to do uh scarlet witch almost does it herself oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> she, true. she 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 showed her power i mean obviously captain marvel uh you know we knew that she would uh be almost equally matched with Thanos, but Scarlet Witch, you know, almost got the job done herself. And, um, it's, uh, and, and speaking of, you know, not seeing vision, you know, it's going to be interesting to see that, that TV show uh, once it comes out, that looks, that looks wild. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then obviously the, the snap itself, you know, I've, I've never cried more in a movie in my life. (laughs) (laughs) She, she really showed her power with, uh, how she was taking on Thanos one-on-one. Um, but then when, uh, you know, t- 
Thanos delivers his inevitable comment again, and he says, I am Iron Man, which is a, a callback to, I think, like the, the first, first one. movie. The very, yeah, yeah, the, the first, first movie. movie the very, yeah, yeah and, and, he, and he does that, and Pepper being there, and being okay with knowing he had to do this, and this was the risk. Not like, right. darn you, Tony, but you can rest now. What was interesting yeah, about that line, the I am yeah. Iron Man line, it was not written. It was yeah, improvised. Really? It was yeah, an ad lib in the first movie. Oh, it was so great. He improvised his last line, just like he improvised most of yeah. the other lines. <laughs> it was an ad lib. Yeah, it was an ad lib in the well, first movie. And it was an ad lib in the last movie because, uh, and they actually, it was actually during reshoots. Uh, when they originally, uh, how it was written in the script was he was just going to look at Thanos and just snap, you know, and, and no words were going to be said. Because uh-huh. that's that's Robert Downey Jr., right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was, no one else could have been Iron, Iron Man. No one yeah, Iron but, Man. but yeah, to that to that point, though, um, you know, after he does that snap, you know, normally when you, you have a character, I mean, again, he's in almost every MCU film, you know, whether he's in it for, you know, a little bit or not, or at least yep. mentioned, he's in all 23 movies, basically. And for him not to have, you know, those dying last words, um it's it's like a i thought that was a great choice because right. usually you can drag it out like oh pepper i love you and peter <laughs> yeah you're the new leader of the avengers now like <laughs> it was like uh, for a guy who just talks so much his last moments were completely you know silent and and the you just saw the look on his face you know his those brief moments of consciousness that he had at the end right you saw like how how you know the, those tender looks to pepper and, and you know like to uh to Rhodey and, and to peter that's all you needed, you know. Yeah, that's true. I, I that is amazing that t- the two the the line the two lines are were the, were ad libbed in. I mean, just and and become so so emblematic of the whole sweep of the of the Infinity Saga, really. Dom, um, you could put together a whole podcast we could do on iconic movie lines that were ad libbed. There's so oh, many yeah. of them. <laughs> oh yeah, we are, we every time we do a Bill Murray movie, we we talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we've done several of those. Um, all right, so let's move to the to the, the after the action. Um, there's Tony's funeral, um, which is fairly straightforward. We see everybody there, including the, the most expensive uh, cinematic shot in movie history. I mean, you yeah. have all those actors in one place. Yes, that's true. <laughs> if you that's added true. up their salaries, that's 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 the highest uh, price tag for sure. <laughs> well, it also included the kid from Ultron, not Ultron, mm-hmm. from uh, Iron, Man Iron Man Three. Yeah, that he's that he oh. saw that you know the in the garage, uh, you know, that helped him in the garage when he was. That was stuck a great there. touch. Probably the yeah. cheapest actor to get there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so there's that, and there's uh, there's those scenes of uh, like Peter going to school, seeing his buddy. Who also got snapped out. Obviously, they're they're both five years younger than everybody else. Um, I'm trying to think of other uh, bits of that. Uh, and then then we get to uh, Steve uh, taking the stones back, and uh, he's going to be gone for five seconds. But Bucky knows. Like, there's a moment between Bucky and Steve that Bucky knows that Steve's not coming back, and uh, and so he goes, doesn't come back, and they see him sitting. As an old man, now, given that he's Steve Rogers, who's, you know, he'll be a hundred and something years old by this point, but, but he still looks real like he's 80, you know, and, you know, he still (laughs) doesn't, is, is obviously aging slower, but it's interesting, interesting choice that they had him finally get what he always wanted was that ability to go back and see Peggy spend life with her. And then he hands the shield over to Falcon, which is an interesting choice. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. instead of Bucky, that I was surprised. Well, yeah. I wonder, given the yeah. new series. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, again the the payoff for his character, like you said, he if we were if if you were gonna guess or or go the predictive route, like yeah, he would have probably been the one to to sacrifice himself, no problem, um, and and you know lay his life on the line. And um, again, and 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 it, it that line that that uh, pays off. Uh, it really pays off when, when uh, I believe it's, was it in civil war? It might've been in a film before that, where Steve tells Tony, like, you're not the one that was willing to make the sacrifice play. Um, right. Yeah. And Tony ends up being the one that does obviously, but, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, Steve, you thought like he moved on, you know, from, from Margaret. And, uh, but uh, as we saw in the film, like he, he's still looking at the compass with a picture and, Yep. You know, he has and that Caesar moment. in 1970. Yeah, Caesar in 1970. Yeah. And, um, and she looks pretty good for, you know, in 1970. Yeah. He's <laughs> 30 years older, yeah. Yeah, she's she a lot older. Yeah. I think all they did was, like, put a few, like, gray streaks in it. Yeah, yeah, she aged yeah. pretty well, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think that they were, like, even though uh, uh, the actor who plays uh, Steve, what's his name? Um, Chris Evans. Chris, Chris Evans, Evans, yeah. Yeah. The, one of the Chris's. Uh <laughs> and and it was great that Loki got one more Chris Evans uh, imitation in there at the yeah. end. <laughs> like, what is with this guy? You know, that was that was awesome. But anyway, um, where, where, do you think they're thinking? Well, maybe we can like go back and do some, you know, how uh, Steve and Peggy, you know, lived, uh, you know, a movie possibility there or, or a TV show. Interesting. Uh, Captain America in the forties. Captain America in the forties with Peggy. You know. The beginning of Shield. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities there. I feel like, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that um, uh, he probably lived a life, you know, with little to no, you know, adventure. I yeah, think, I think that that's timeline. what they. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where they want to leave it, but yeah. they can always yeah. ruin it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. like a, a Godfather Three moment. I try to get out, and they keep pulling me back in. You know. Well, they are doing <laughs> that. They are, they are doing that. What if animated series? And 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 I know for for one of the the episodes. It, it's what if uh, Peggy Carter uh, was Captain America? Oh wow, um, that's, that's well, they're they're doing that. So interesting. Um, yeah, but she's British. She can't be Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> she be, yeah, yeah. She exactly should be Captain uh, Britain or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah. okay. That is one of the episodes. It was a comic too. Um, the 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 what if series was a comic, so it, they do a lot of fun stuff like that. Uh, so uh, a, a few last wrap up things. Um, the future. Uh, what about Gamora? Is she stick around? She one of the Guardians? What do you think? She, does she fly off with uh, with Star Lord and the rest? <laughs> well, I think we have that. Yeah, you have like that scene at the end where Star Lord is looking for her. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, that's probably something they'll definitely play on in Guardians Three. We know that movie is confirmed, and you know uh, we know uh, James Gunn has completed the script, and now that right. he's done with Suicide Squad, he's going to be you know whatever this you know, quarantine things over, they're going to get into production for uh, guardians three. So, um, she's such a major part of that story. I, I you know, I, I think, I think that's definitely going to be a part of that, that film. So is uh, Thor going to be in it? Uh, no, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's I, a good question. I would guess so, but nothing's been confirmed. That'd obviously. Be so great. Yeah. But uh, I, him and him and pines are so great together. I'd love to see that. <laughs> but, but I believe I, uh, I might be wrong, but I believe in an interview, Taika did say that, the guardians will appear in love and thunder the next door movie so oh uh, and so that's gonna might, be out first yeah yeah, yeah. so there 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 probably will be some uh 
uh, I mean, they're at least going to be in that film, but maybe it'll bleed into the Guardians film as well. It should mention the the upcoming series that have been announced that, that they're going to make. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that's going to probably be about um, you know, how Falcon and you know, Bucky and uh, I can't remember Falcon's name, uh, how they kind of become um, Captain America. One of them becomes Cap- the new Captain America, I think. Well, the, it's 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 been confirmed that uh, uh, there's a character called U.S. Agent, so it's it's really going to be it's not going to be a battle between Bucky and and Falcon of who's going to uh-huh. have the mantle. It's it's most it's very obviously Falcon. You know, Captain America was like you know your, this is your shield. This is your yeah. shield, and and Bucky you know obviously did not budge. I think Bucky is happy being who he is, <laughs> um, but uh, but there is a character from from the comics uh, that is going to be in the series called U.S. Agent. Because there's going to be a battle between the the government. It's like, hey, wait a second. We don't want you to be Captain America. We want this guy to be Captain America. Oh, um, and okay. and that so it's but there's something, uh, you know. Obviously, there's, boy, that's uh, a different idea. I'm yeah, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the government. But, yeah, gets that, that's uh, we we know uh, we know that's going to be a big part of the storyline. Okay, right. uh, WandaVision, It will have Wanda uh, and vision in it uh but it's going to be this is going to be a weird one it's probably going to be like uh uh the legion <laughs> I know, like right? weird yeah. along those lines uh the the tv show legion yeah. um there's going to be a loki series with tom hiddleston no one knows really what that one's about so that'll be interesting because uh, yeah. uh, loki's that, another one who's dead yeah. yeah it's it's basically going to be uh the the loki that we see obviously from 2012 that gets away with the uh, the tesseract, um, yeah, the tesseract, and it's going to be him uh, going through history on different adventures and and affecting okay. real time, ta- real, real actual historical events. Because and it says it'll it'll tie in with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the the second Doctor mm-hmm. Strange movie. So that'll be interesting. Uh, you mentioned yeah. what if uh, there's going to be a Hawkeye series with Clint Barton starring Jeremy Renner, which should be good. I, I look forward to that. Uh, Ms. Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only slightly familiar with it. Not Captain. That's not Captain Marvel. Not right? Captain Marvel. Yeah. No. Yeah. She, but they're making a, another Captain Marvel uh, in the works. Yeah, Captain Marvel two. Yeah, is, yes. is confirmed as well. Yep. And um, uh, and and yeah, and 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 the I just read you know the other day that um, Secret Invasion will probably be a uh, the storyline they go with for Captain Marvel two, which is um, a very famous comics uh, a comic book storyline that not only you know that 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 spanned like for i mean i think 5 years uh you know that mm-hmm. one storyline and they and they always revisit it uh as comics do but um it's basically uh as we see in in the first captain marvel movie how um now I'm forgetting what the aliens are called that that can sh- you know, shape shift uh, uh the chitari no not chitari uh the the name is is escaping me now but anyway yeah, yeah. uh it's 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 going to it's going to deal with uh those those aliens uh taking the form of uh people that we know and 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 causing mayhem interesting mm, like a bunch of lokis yeah. uh, what what about the second uh avengers like you know with spider-man and are they talking about uh doing one of those there's talk but there's no uh no confirmation of no the avengers movie but uh, yeah right. i mean the the, the the rumor mill is like, oh, it looks like they're leading up to a, a another like a new Avengers or a a young yeah. Avengers type film. Um, but yeah, nothing has been confirmed uh, for that yet. There's a, a Moon Knight movie, which is fascinating that they're dig- digging deep to get Moon Knight in some, which yeah. is basically Mar- uh, Marvel's Batman essentially. 
Yeah. 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 Um, was, and then uh, She-Hulk, which should be interesting to see her showing up. <laughs> um, Jane Foster in Mighty Thor. Yes. Uh, so yes. the female Thor uh, character. In Love, in Love and Thunder, yeah. Well, one of the, uh, again, going back to the comics, one of, one of the best Thor comic uh, runs uh, is, is, is the Lady Thor run. Uh, with Jane's character becoming Thor. Uh, it's a very, tr- I mean, I don't know how much they're going to take from it because I know the movies really yeah. kind of do their own thing. They just kind of take bits and pieces, but you know, in that film and I mean, not film that comic storyline, uh, uh, Jane becomes uh, Thor, but uh, she's also struggling with, with cancer and, uh, okay. and kind of like the consequence of being Thor, you know, if she does chemo, she will lose the power. So it's like, for the greater good, she's kind of like, you know, she's, she's Thor and, and fighting as Thor, but she's she's not being able to have her, her cancer treatment. So it's it was a great it's a great uh, comic run if anyone wants to uh, yeah. to get into the comics. Is the movie going to have Natalie Portman come back or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And of course, Black Panther 2 is is on, you know, on the books and coming out. And these are all fa- well, as they call it, phase four. We've had three Wakanda phases. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Wakanda forever. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, all right, so uh, we should we should wrap things up. Any last uh, notes on uh, Endgame before we go to our Endgame? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it was just just again. Uh, it was it was really they pulled off something really really well done. It was yeah. It, it, so many things could have went wrong, like you know, with Nebula uh, informing uh, Thanos what was going on, you know, and it, it, it didn't. They had great actors and and great writers. And great directors, and it all came together. Uh, and these last two movies were worthy of being the wrap up this yep. this act. Well said. Well said. Yeah, exactly. I'll echo all of that. This is something we'll. I mean, this is a once in a lifetime uh, type of film event. There's one one in many lifetimes probably. We haven't yep. seen anything like it before, so uh, it's going to be appreciated for a very long time, and and it'll be hard to imitate. And it'll be interesting to see how Marvel. Uh, uh, you know, can see how they can uh, recreate that success if possible. Yep. And no one but Disney could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap up, wrap it up there. We'd like to take a moment before we go to thank our patrons, of course, who make it possible for us to create the circus of movies and TV shows, including this time, Matt and Erica, Kevin, Harrison, Dina, and George, their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Movies and TV shows and all the shows we do at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So that's it from us. What do you think of Avengers Endgame? Do you have any thoughts, anything, uh, thoughts on what we had to say or things that we couldn't possibly have time to cover? Uh, let us know by going to sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page at facebook.com slash Media or by sending an email to secrets at sqpn.com. Until next time, Mike Dens, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Avengers Endgame. Had a great time. Thank you. Andrew Hermes, thank you as well. As always, I'll talk about this movie whenever you want. (laughs) And once again, I'm Don (laughs) Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Movies and TV shows on StarQuest.